Well, hello, New Vision podcast friends. This is Angelisa Chandler, Biblical Counselor and the New Vision Care Ministry Associate. Glad to be here on a Monday, back in the fall, ready to go. Um, so I hope you guys have been following us um, through First John as we started this new series, and I'm excited today to continue that with you. Well, today I'm going to try something a little different. We are going to be in First John chapter 3. We're going to read verses 4 through 10, but I would like to kind of read through that slowly and go verse by verse and kind of break it down as we go. So let's try that together, if you will. Um, we'll start in First John chapter 3. Um, starting in verse 4, and I'll be reading from the NIV, but we'll start first with verse 4. This is what it says. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. Man, I have to stop here, and this is why I'm doing it this way this time, because man, John is coming in strong. So John is um, actually speaking to us, and he comes in trying to define sin for us in a very clear way. So basically, John is saying, hey, yes, everyone who sins is a lawbreaker. In fact, he's calling it lawlessness. So he's saying, hey, let's call sin what it is and let's understand what it really is. So what is sin? Paul is telling us that sin is a disregard for the law of God, which this is actually an offense to the lawmaker who is God himself, right? So what is sin is literally something against God. We often um, downplay sin and we often say things like, well, I just made some mistakes in the past or um, that's okay, like I'll, I'll fix it. But actually, we don't understand really what sin is. Sin is being defiant against the Lord himself, against the King, the Lord Almighty. It's a big deal. I think if we don't understand what sin really is, we can't really move forward. So what I want us to truly understand and see is that when we understand that all of our sinful actions are against God, we can truly understand the wickedness of sin. So that's the first point. So let's move on. So that was only verse four. So verse five continues to say, but you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins and in him is no sin. So now he's trying to help us understand who Jesus is. So he says, this is the mission of Jesus is to take away our sins. We can't take away our own sins because sin comes with a debt, right? In Romans 6, 23, God tells us that the wages of sin is death. So death is the only way that we would be able to clear up this debt. So that is why Jesus came. Jesus actually came to clear that debt. So he takes it away because he is the only person who can because he has no sin. Let me give you an example this way. It's kind of like a computer. When you buy a computer, it's got a clean slate, right? Like there's nothing on it. Um, what do you have to do? You literally have to put every icon or everything you want to use on that computer to make it useful, right? So you start putting on the things that you like. Maybe Word, Excel, maybe some apps that you use, say maybe some social media, um, whatever you do to make it yours is how we start this process. But eventually, we get tempted into doing things. And sometimes ads will pop up, something will pop up, and you might hit something, and it might be something you should not be doing or should not be looking at, and a virus will corrupt your computer. Once that virus is there, guys, you can't start using the computer the normal way, right? Things start messing up. 
you might want to go to a certain site and all of a sudden it won't let you and it's corrupt and it's just a mess. There's only one way to fix that computer. There's no way to get that sin out because now it's there. Okay, that that virus is there. So what do you have to do? You have to go and take it in. Hope I, you may know how to do this yourself. I don't, but I take it in to someone who knows how, and they have to wipe the computer clean. They have to erase everything that was ever on there and start new. And that's literally what Jesus needs to do with our life. He wants to wipe it clean, take away all of the things that we thought were good for us, wipe it clean so he can actually start fresh and put in the things that are true, the things that are right, and the things that are good for us. So I hope that makes sense um, and kind of helps clear that up a little bit. But let's move on. So verse 6, he says, No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Okay, so let's pause at verse 6. So Paul tells us that a life of continued sin is not consistent with a life that abides in Christ. This doesn't mean that we'll never sin. It just means that our reaction to sin should look different if we are in Christ. I mean, how does it look? So uh, basically, how do you respond to sin when it, you're attempted to it or when you actually commit a sin? So how do you respond? Do you just stay in the cycle of sin and you just give in to it? Do you make excuses for your sin because you have chosen to make this sin your lifestyle? Or do you confess your sin to God and others and battle against it with the power of Jesus? So when Paul states you haven't seen him or known him if you continue in sin, this means that once you've truly met Jesus, it changes your life forever. For example, if someone has never actually experienced using the internet, for example, I'm just using my own elderly parents for this because they are not very tech savvy and they will not talk very nicely about the internet. They do not like it. They don't want to touch it. They don't want to do it. And something like looking up things or paying bills, they do it the old way and they just like their way, which means they write checks or they get cash and they go from business to business and they drive to go um, hours and they take time out of their day to just go to each place of business to pay their bills. And if they have to look something up, they actually go to encyclopedias or into books, and which are great. Those are great resources, but they've never experienced how much better their life can be if they would just use the internet. If they would just pay their bills online, it would save them so much time. Um, and they don't realize that they can just at the tip of their fingers, look something up And actually, the internet will be able to give them the definitions or things that they need to know. And it's because they've never truly experienced it that they're stuck in their own ways. Or another example is an airplane. I know a lot of people are afraid of heights. But if you've never truly actually experienced flying in an airplane from point A to point B, man, it's so much quicker than driving or or the exhaustion of, of having to drive yourself and just the ease of just sleeping on an airplane and, and letting it land to the place where you want to be and gives you more time once you get there. Once we experience those things, they change us. We think about the world today. The world has changed because of the internet, because of airplanes, because of these things. But if you've never actually experienced it, you don't really understand what you're missing. 
So this is what he talks about when he says that people who just keep on the sin pattern, they've never really seen or heard him because Jesus changes the game. Jesus changes everything. All right. So let's finish this out by reading um, verses 7 through 10 together. So again, we're in chapter 3, verses 7 through 10. I'm going to read all of those together. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. He who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin, because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning, because he has been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of God, nor is anyone who does not love his brother. All right, guys. So I read all these together because, man, this is where Paul just comes in and lays it out. He says this is what this all comes down to. This is what he's trying to tell us. Righteousness comes from God and evil comes from Satan. That sounds simple, right? Okay. Goodness comes from God. The badness comes from the devil. We know this in our head, but that's also true to our actions, right? So the way that we act, what we're choosing to do reflects who we're trusting. It reflects if we are trusting the goodness of God and his word and obeying him, or if we're trusting the lies and the sins of Satan, and we just give ourselves into that. Our actions will show that. So Paul gives us this visual on what salvation is and how salvation actually transforms us. Okay, so as you guys know, I'm a biblical counselor, but I'm also a registered nurse. Um, And so here is the nursing part of me. Just want to give you this analogy because this is kind of what I picture to help me understand what Paul's saying here. Um, It's kind of like this. So we are infected with sin from birth. It's kind of like a cancer cell, right? Like this sin cell is in us. And it's destroying us from the inside out. And it destroys God's intended purposes for us. The longer we allow the sin virus to spread in our bodies, the more and more it leads us to our death. But here's the cool thing. Jesus is the antidote. So when we receive the blood of Jesus, his blood gives us the antibodies needed to fight the sin disease that we have. Once we receive his blood... He fights for us on the inside out and he cleanses us from the sin disease. Jesus destroys the sin virus and Satan is finished. And that's why Paul tells us that this is the whole reason why he came because God is the seed and he remains in us and we cannot go back to sin because he is the antidote. And once we have these antibodies, no one can remove them. Once we have accepted the blood of Jesus to be a part of our lives, it changes us. It changes our blood to give us antibodies to fight the sin virus. Now, here's the crazy thing um, is we are still um, living in a dirty, fallen, germ-filled world, right? So we are still living in this world. And Jesus understands that we're going to come in contact with germs. But if we truly have the seed of Jesus inside of us, then we will still have what we need to fight off the viruses of sin. Jesus wants a heart change. 
He wants to change us from the inside out. So there's no way we can just live in a life of sin. Yes, we can expose to it. Yes, um, we can mess up and we can definitely have that grime and grit on us and, and have a cold or, or get sick. But because we have Jesus, he cleanses us even then and we are able to continue on fighting the fight to look like Jesus every single day. So guys, here's the takeaway from these amazing verses. Again, um, we just kind of went slowly through those, but what I would love for us to do is a heart check. I want to know, has Jesus changed you from the inside out? Do you just know him like you've heard of him and you know him in your head, but you've never really asked for him to come into your heart and your life and to give you the antibodies for this sin disease and to cleanse you from the inside out. And once you do that, you're in full submission to the king and you want to follow him because of what he's done for you. If you've never done that, then I challenge you to, to don't let today go by. Don't let a minute more go by. Please talk to someone today. Here's how. You can call our Next Steps phone at 615-981-0571 or just come over um, to New Vision Baptist Church. Come see us on a Thursday night, 6 p.m. or on a Sunday morning, um, 820, 9.40 or 11 o'clock and talk to someone. We would love to share how you can be transformed. Guys, I hope this just really encourages you this Monday, and I pray each one of you will walk knowing that you are empowered from the inside out, you that know the Lord and seen him and know him to fight this battle well. Guys, have a great day. Love you.